Welcome to another episode of Music and Therapy with Relationship Coach Kiana W. Mitchell. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, I hope you're having an amazing day. I hope everything is going well for you. I know here in Alabama, it is extremely hot, so the heat is literally (laughs) unbearable. And I think we're supposed to have another day of 100 degrees. Well, it's not actually 100. I think it's like 90-something. But it feels like 100 degrees. Believe me, it feels extremely hot. So I think we're having another one of those days. And it's funny because every year I do the same thing. Like when it's really cold in the winter, I always say, oh, I can't wait for the summer. And then when it's summer and it's really hot, I'm just like, wow, I just wish winter was here. So I'm having one of those days where I wish winter was here, like snow on the ground. It's extremely hot here. But anyway, I'm having an amazing day and everything's going well. I hope things are going well for you and your families and that you're enjoying life, enjoying spending time together, and just continue to work on being the best version of you. Now, this week on the podcast, we are going to revisit a subject that I think is very, very important. This is our month of finding out who we are and trying to be better. And if we are trying to be better versions of ourselves, I think that we have to let go of some of the false narratives in our lives and some of the things that we've used as coping mechanisms. We have to let go of these things so that we can move forward with being a better version of who we are because you can't move forward with being a better version of you if you continue to hold on to the old baggage. So what we're going to do is revisit a topic that we talked about at the beginning of this year and it was about trust issues and how trust issues can erode your relationship and erode your marriage because you don't trust a person. Now, of course, there are times and instances where people give you a reason not to trust them. And we get that, you know, it's life. But there are also times we don't trust people because of things that have happened to us in the past. Or we don't trust people because we are insecure in who we are. So sometimes trust issues may not even be about the person that we don't trust, but it could be about us and where we are. And it could be with the baggage that we've been carrying for years and never dealt with. Sometimes kids get trust issues because of things that happen to them as children. And they take this into their adult lives and relationships. And then that trust that they didn't have for their parents, they project into their spouse. So this is a serious issue and it can affect a lot of things in your life. So in this episode of the podcast, we're going to listen to an older episode that I did in January of this year that talked about trust issues. And we're going to go back over some things because right now it's July, we're almost in August, and sometimes I think a refresher course is always needed, especially when there are things that we need to revisit. Because it's easy to hear something, apply it for a while, then go back to doing what we were doing. And then try to get some takeaways and things that you can apply to your relationship and to your marriage as you listen to the show. So here is the show. I think it was called Trust Issues, and it is from January. But anyway, here's the podcast that deals with trust issues. Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about trust issues and what you can do if you are dealing with trust issues in your marriage. Now, many people, whether they know it or not, have trust issues. Let's just be real. Like in our lives, somebody has let us down. Somebody has betrayed us. Somebody has broken our trust. And it could be something big like 
you've been cheated on or maybe you were abandoned as a child by your mother or your father maybe you were neglected maybe there was like physical or sexual abuse it could be anything maybe you were always lied to and you learned not to trust people that they couldn't keep their words it could be so many different things that we have that have led us to have trust issues whether it happened when we were children whether it happened when we were teenagers adolescents or adults regardless of where you are in your life there has been a stage in your life where you have felt that you could not trust a person and because you felt like you were betrayed or that you couldn't trust someone it led you to make decisions differently and view things differently than you normally would now because of that that is a trust issue so if you are looking at people differently not being able to trust people, having a hard time taking people for what they say or taking them at their word based off of something that's happened to you before and every, you keep thinking about it and this is shaping your whole perspective and your view of life, then yes, you have a trust issue. And sometimes trust issues are not even easy to recognize because it's just difficult sometimes to realize that you have a trust issue because sometimes you may call it something like oh you're just cautious or they're just guarding their heart or they're just looking out for warning signs or they're protecting themselves which is true and which are things you should be doing but the majority of the times that we hear these phrases is pretty much just saying you have a trust issue and regardless of what you call it you're dealing with trust issues now people have trust issues for a variety of reasons and like I said, they can occur from childhood trauma or from trauma that has occurred during which we're a teenager, adolescent, or adult years. Most people who have trust issues did not just wake up one day and say, hey, guess what? I'm just not going to trust people today. Like, who does that? Who wants to live in a world and in a life where you can't trust people or feel like you always have to protect yourself? So when a person has a trust issue, it's not like they just said, hey, I'm just not going to trust people. It's because they honestly have had something traumatic that's happened to them and that has made them afraid of future hurt and trauma. Now, all of us have defense mechanisms that we use in different situations to protect ourselves. And surprisingly enough, um, not being able to trust somebody is one of those defense mechanisms that we tend to use. Now, the reason it's so hard to let go of trust issues is because once trust has been broken, it's very hard for a person to get past that hurt or humiliation or the betrayal that they may have experienced as a result of that trust being broken. And the crazy thing about trust issues is that, let's just say Sally can hurt Tom and break his trust, but then Tom will get trust issues and he'll take his trust issues out on Eve and Anne and all the women he meets. Or vice versa, let's say that Susan was hurt by Harry, and so she'll take out her trust issues on every guy that she meets after that. And it's not just relationships this happens in. It happens in um, parent-child relationships where a child has been abandoned or they've been neglected or hurt by a parent, and so they may not trust their other parent because of what has happened with this parent. Or if they were adopted or something like that, then they may not trust the other person who is like the authoritative figure or their guardian because of trust issues that they have with their parents. And even in friendships, I have seen so many friendships where they've broken up because someone's like, well, the last time I had a friend and they did this to me and this friend, I think they may be doing the same thing. And so I'm just not going to talk to them either. Or if you've been hurt by your friend, you try to avoid any type of friendships to make sure you're not hurt again. So the crazy thing about trust issues is that you can be wounded by one person, but you'll take your hurt 
out on other people. So trust issues are really things that we have to work on and deal with. Now, I know, I think it was season two of the podcast, I talked about how past relationships can affect the relationships that we currently have. Um, I think in season two, I did an episode about this called um, Told You Before, and it was about how what someone did to you in the past or other relationships can affect your relationship you're currently in. I also did one last season, season four, and talked about how not to let past negative experiences or relationships hurt your present or current relationships. So this is why I think it is so important to talk about these things because so many times we think, oh, my relationship is not doing good, it's failing, nothing good is happening in it, and we think it's the other person. But, you, I mean, it could be. I don't know who you're married to or dating. But I would always like to say, before we start pointing a finger at somebody else, I think it's always good to point that finger at ourselves and just do some self-assessment. Now, when I say point the finger at yourself, I don't mean, like, pointing at yourself in a, like, blaming way or in a way that says, hey, guess what? You suck. You're not good. No, don't do that. That is not good for your mental health. What I'm saying is just do some self-evaluation and realize that you're human. Realize that you're doing something not because you're just being a jerk about it, but you're reacting to something that has happened to you, whether it was recent or whether it was a long time ago. So all you're doing is reacting to a situation that has either occurred recently or has occurred in the past. So this is the reason why it's good for self-reflection because all of us react based on previous situations that have happened to us. And could a situation happen? You quote unquote learn from it and you do things differently. That's what the majority of us do. But sometimes doing things differently means we become hard or we don't trust people or we put our walls up because we don't want to get hurt. And so it's good to have self-evaluation because when you evaluate yourself and you realize, hey, I'm doing this because I was hurt. I'm doing this because this happened to me. Oh, this is why I put my walls up when people say certain things. Oh, this kind of personality triggers me. Oh, this conversation makes me feel like I'm being attacked. When you can see these things about yourself and realize these things about yourself, then you'll know that you're not in danger, that you're okay. It's okay to trust. It's okay to let your guard down because you know what is going on. You know why you're feeling this way and why you want to react in a certain way. And once you understand why you want to react in that way, then you will be able to change your behavior and do the opposite. Now, for myself, I know that when I'm angry or upset and I'm feeling defensive and everything, I will just go in attack mode and I'll say whatever's in my mind because I feel like I have to protect myself. But once I realized that about myself, whenever I started to feel like I was being attacked or felt like I had to defend myself, I was like, hold up, Kiana. You don't have to do that because you know why you feel this way. And I was able to just do the opposite of what I normally would do. So my normal reaction was to tell somebody off. The opposite of that would be like, eh, doesn't matter. But it's just something that you get to. It's a point you have to get to. And you can't get to this point until you learn yourself, until you are doing self-assessments and understand you. And even when you understand you, you're still going to be doing some of the same things that you did before, just out of reflex. But once you continue to work on it, because it's a process, you're not going to be able to change your behavior immediately. You're not going to be able to change it today. Even if you make a conscious decision to do it, you can't do it. It's a process. And the more you work on this process, the more you do things, then you can start to reprogram your behavior. But that's the problem with trust issues. Like... People are hurt, they're reacting to situations, and they'll take it out on anybody because with trust issues, is you don't see a person, you don't see a thing. Trust issues just mean, I've been hurt, this is what happens to me, and if I think X, Y, and Z 
is in a position to do this to me again, I'm going to react. So that's the thing about trust issues. It's like anybody could have hurt that person and they can have trust issues, but they'll take it out on you because you are the person's closest to them. And you, let's just be real. If you are married or in a relationship, you know that if your spouse is upset, you probably get some of it, whether it's just a smart comment or just an off-the-wall remark or something like that. But it's just because usually the people who we're closest to hurt us the most. And it's not intentional. It's just like, if I'm with you all the time and we are married, especially now with the coronavirus going on, we're like in the house all the time, except for like work and things like that. If you are in the house with someone all the time, then of course they're going to say something that's going to hurt your feelings or maybe do something to hurt your feelings because we are together 24-7. And if you throw trust issues into that, it is going to be very difficult for you guys to work through these issues. So this is why I want to bring it to your attention now that trust issues is a problem. Now, when it comes to trust issues, a lot of people do what I call hypervigilance. And that is they are so busy trying to protect themselves until they isolate themselves from other people. They're constantly looking for signs of things that could happen to them. Like, for example, they could have a lack of self-confidence because they're like, oh, well, why would this happen to me? The only way it could happen to me is if somebody did this or, you know, why did this happen? Did they see something in me? So they have a low self-esteem, they have a low self-confidence, and they have a tendency to self-sabotage themselves. So if a relationship seems like it's going too well, or if you're in a marriage and things seem like they're going good, the person may do something to self-sabotage themselves because they feel that they continue with this type of relationship, even though things are going good, that they could get hurt. And how do you stop yourself from getting hurt in a situation? Well, the logic is you end that relationship. You end that, you take yourself out of a situation where you could get hurt. So that is, those are some of the things that can happen when people are being hypervigilant and trying to protect themselves from being hurt. Here are some trust issues that are in marriage that can occur in your marriage if you have had your trust broken or if your spouse have had their trust broken. And these are some ways that trust issues can manifest themselves in your marriage. The first thing is that you predict how people will betray you without evidence of betrayal. And I've seen this so many times. Like people who have been cheated on, so they see their spouse, even if this is not the person who cheated on them. They're talking late at night. They'll be like, who are you talking to? Because they automatically assume that this person is going to cheat on them because so-and-so did from a previous relationship. Or if it is the same person and they have not worked on their relationship and built that trust back up, then of course they're going to feel that this person is cheating on them, even if they're not. It could be something innocent like they're talking to their dad or their mom or their sister or to a co-worker who happens to be of the same sex. It could be anything, but they're going to see this as, oh, so they're just going to betray me. And they're going to see it like that because they've already set themselves up for failure by saying, oh, well, so-and-so did this to me, and so I know this person's going to do it too. And here's the thing I've heard. I've heard men are, guys are going to be guys, men are going to be men. And I hate when people say these things because it makes it sound like men are not able to be faithful. They are able to be faithful. And I feel like by saying men are men, they're just going to do whatever, that kind of sets the bar low for the kind of guy that you try to go for because I don't think that anyone should intentionally try to date someone who they know is going to cheat on them. I think that saying things like that is a way of saying that it's okay for certain things to happen. 
but in actuality and in reality that is not the case so if you have trust issues in a marriage then you're going to automatically assume that your spouse is doing something that they should not be doing even though you have no evidence of it and here's an example now this example is extreme believe me it's extreme but i'm going to tell it to you anyway now there is this show that i like to okay i love reality tv i like crime shows don't ask me why but i do and i like um shows like for my man and the one i'm going to tell you about today is um the one called fatal attraction now on fatal attraction this um particular show talks about how people are in relationships and usually the spouse or the person that they're with boyfriend girlfriend usually kills that person i guess that's why they call it fatal attraction so it was one particular episode that really struck me like oh my goodness this person took it to the extreme so there was a situation where this guy was constantly accusing his girlfriend of cheating on him like he was crazy with it he has major trust issues major control issues all across the board it was just extreme so he kept telling her how she was cheating he had no evidence she wasn't cheating there was no evidence of an affair or cheating with anyone there wasn't even evidence on her phone that she was talking to anybody else outside of her family members and him but he was so convinced she was cheating on him until he went in and he killed her now why did he do that because he thought she was cheating so in his mind he had already predicted that she was going to betray him he had no evidence of this and the evidence he did have was saying that she's not cheating on you but because that was his perception and that's because he set this up in his mind that she was cheating on him he thought that she was so he ended up killing her so I said this was extreme so but in many times like people who have been hurt or have trust issues will predict how someone is going to betray them even without evidence thank God that they don't go crazy and kill people but I'm just saying that's an extreme case but this is what happens sometimes when there are trust issues and this is how it shows itself in many ways um, another way that you can a trust issue can be displayed in a relationship or if you can see if someone has trust issues is that they trust people they have no business trusting now I don't even know why that would be because it happens all the time so when you have trust issues you may often place yourself or place your trust in people who are most likely to take advantage of you your trust issues at this point have become an emotional self-fulfilling prophecy so it's like you're consciously it's like you're unconsciously just confirming how untrustworthy people are and so this is something else that can happen it's crazy because you know one is that you'll predict how people will betray you the other one is you trust people you shouldn't trust and another one is you can trust people too quickly so because you're just trusting people too quickly you already expect in your mind that you can't trust people you trust people too quickly you're like oh i knew they were gonna betray me i knew i couldn't trust them god you're just dogs women are just cheaters why are you doing this because you are living out this self-fulfilling prophecy that you have placed in your own head that you cannot trust people and so that is the point i want to make this is why it's important to figure out if you have trust issues in your marriage or relationship so that you can heal and move forward sharing all of your information when you first meet somebody is another way of showing that you have trust issues if you have shallow relationships you have a trust issue problems with emotional commitment trust issues now sometimes if you see genuine mistakes as like awful breaches of trust let's say for instance 
your boyfriend promised to pick you up at 7 o'clock because your car was broken. He gets there at 7.10 and you're like on it and you're like, what were you doing during those 10 minutes? How could you betray me? That shows that there is a trust issue because you'll think, oh, he or she's running late. Uh, they have to be hiding something from me. Or if they're speaking too loudly, they're like, oh, they secretly hate me. Or if a lady or a guy can't talk right now, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, even your husband or wife, if they can't talk right now, you'll take it as rejection. Or when they won't let you scan through their phone, then you're like, oh, they're the secret lover and something has to be wrong because why won't he let me look through his phone? Or if they don't want to have sex that particular night, then you'll be like, oh, well, they're not into me anymore. Or, or you may say something like, oh, who are they having sex with? So all of these things play into what happens when people have relationship issues and trust issues a lot of relationship issues can be you can like see where they come from and if you look through a lot of relationship issues it has to do with a lot of trust now with relationship issues and trust issues people may see you as thinking of yourself as being self-righteous impossible to please or unforgiving and that's true because you're dealing with trust issues so because you are not able to trust people you can't give trust to other people so you're dealing with trust issues and they're not affecting you they're dictating how you respond to other people is dictating how you treat your kids how you treat your family members your friends your husband your wives because you are totally suspicious about every little thing and you feel like you can't trust anything and when this happens it makes it extremely difficult to have a healthy thriving relationship now notice i say healthy and thriving because you can have a relationship with trust issues it's just not going to be healthy and it definitely will not thrive and if you continue with these controlling habits and major trust issues you are going to literally like choke the life out of this relationship you're going to end up feeling lonely isolated and feel like an outcast and be in total despair why just because you were not able to deal with these trust issues now the crazy thing about dealing with trust issues in a marriage or relationship is that trust issues that you are dealing with they can be inherited or they can be created and an inherited trust issue means that your spouse has done something that as a result you no longer trust him or her and an inherited in a I got that messed up. Okay. Now, a created trust issue is when your spouse has done something that makes you not trust him or her. An inherited trust issue is when you marry somebody and that person has trust issues from a previous relationship and they just bring it along. You know how people inherit money? Well, you can inherit baggage and trust issues when you go into a relationship. So those are the difference between an inherited trust issue and a created trust issue. So I guess the whole thing is, since we know trust issues can definitely jeopardize your relationship, they can create problems, and it's just a lot of things that can happen when you have trust issues in your relationship. What can you do? Okay, well good, I'm glad you asked. Here are some things that you can do if you are trying your best to get through these trust issues in your marriage now here's what you do now always remember that trust is easy to break but it's extremely hard to rebuild so if you are bringing trust issues into your marriage or relationship here's what you should do because they come in two ways like either you bring them in or they are created so what we're going to do we're going to talk about if you are the person with the trust issues 
this is what you should do. And then if you are the spouse that does not have the trust issues, but you're dealing with your spouse who has trust issues, here's what you can do to support him or her. Okay, so let's go first to the person who has the trust issues. So I'm talking to you, all you out there. If you are the person with the trust issues, this is what you need to do to try to work through your issues. The first thing is be willing to risk the pain of learning to trust. Now it's painful because you've been hurt before when you trusted someone again. And so automatically your mind's gonna think, oh, it can happen again. But you have to be willing to risk the pain of learning to trust. You need to find a trust partner. And what I mean by that is a therapist or a coach who can work with you and help you to understand your trust issues and to work through them. Because like I said, trust issues are first hard to recognize, but then they're also hard to deal with because you're trying to convince yourself that a bad experience is not gonna happen to you again. So it's important to find a trust partner, which is a therapist or a coach, who can help you understand your trust issues and work through them. Um, you can also learn how trust works and you can learn how trust is earned and you can also learn how to extend trust because here's the crazy thing it's like you can't give what you don't have so if you don't have any trust in people how can you give people your trust because you don't have anything to give so that's why it's important to learn how trust works learn how trust is earned and learn how to extend trust so that you can give something that you have you need to take emotional risks with your trust partner confront your trust prejudice your suspicions, your fears, and painful feelings around trust as you take calculated risks. Now, here's something I probably would suggest. Um, I would suggest maybe in this type of situation when you first begin to confront your trust prejudice, your suspicions, your fears, and painful feelings around trust, and what you can start to do is do a lot of like mental role play. Like I would say think about the incident that hurt you the most, how you were betrayed, how you felt, and then once you begin to go there, then I want you to think about, okay, so what if I went through this again? What if somebody betrayed me? What if somebody hurt me? And think about the painful feelings, how it would feel, how you would grieve, but then do something else. Don't just stay there, okay? You don't want to stay in the grieving part when you're upset and crying and emotional. So go there mentally, but then think, how would I get through this? How would I survive? What would I do? And then think about what you would do to heal, what you would do to survive, what you would do to get past that hurt. And once you do that, you will realize that, okay, this is life. We can never guarantee you're never gonna get hurt again. But what I can guarantee that if you trust people and if you begin to go through the process of learning how to trust, what you can ensure yourself is that, okay, so if this happened again, I'd be able to survive. I'd be able to pick up the pieces. I can move forward. You can see a counselor, you can learn what needs to be done to help you grieve, help you move forward, help you to survive because life things happen, but you need to know how to survive. So that is how you would confront your trust issues, your prejudice, your suspicions, your fears and painful feelings so that you will be able to take calculated risks. And calculated risks are important because you can, it's not worth it to keep hurting, getting hurt over and over. You just take risk after risk after risk. Calculated risks mean, okay, so this looks pretty good. I think this is probably going to work, but since this is life, you're not sure of anything working 100%, but that's a calculated risk that you're going to take to either have love again or be able to give and trust your partner. Another thing I would suggest is that you learn the process, is that you learn from the process 
You rinse and repeat until you can consciously trust and know how to extend trust well. And yes, that is what you need to do. You need to learn how to trust. Learn from the process that you went through before and then learn how to trust and know how to extend trust. Now, all of these things are going to be hard to do, but it's important for you to work through these issues so that you and your partner can have that thriving and fulfilling relationship. Now, if your partner is the one who, is, who brought the trust issues in the relationship, and if that is what you're dealing with, then here are just some things that you can do to support them. So, if you're the person who's married to someone who has a trust issue, then here's what you can do to support them. First, be a supporter, not a fixer. Sometimes we try to fix things. I know I'm a fixer. Like, if someone says, hey, I don't feel well. I'm like, oh, what's wrong? Do you need medicine? Do you need this? What's wrong? Do you know why? It's like, I just don't like to see people hurt. I don't like to see people in pain. So by nature, I want to fix the problem. But you can't always fix the problem. So if you are the person and your spouse has issues with trust, then be a supporter, not a fixer. Support them in their decisions, support them as they try to begin trusting you and trusting people, support them as they find a good therapist, support them with therapy, but don't try to fix the problems. Just be a solid support system. Because by being a solid support system, it will also provide tools and coping strategies for them for when fears and doubts pop up in your relationship. Another thing you can do is be trustworthy. You know, I people say all the time, well, I wasn't the one who, created the problem I was the one who made them not trust me now maybe you were and if you were then it's important to be trustworthy but even if you were not the person who actually made them have the trust issue you still need to be trustworthy I mean this person that you love that you're married to who you're in a relationship with they're having a difficult time right now and because they're having a difficult time it's important that you be trustworthy so that you can help eliminate and ease some of their stress now trust is earned and hard earned in this case so since you can't fix your partner there is something that you can actually work on just be trustworthy like small things that we could do when being trustworthy is um be faithful to your spouse contact them let them know hey such and such happened if you're going to be running late just let them know where you are and this is not something that i think that people should do and think oh well this is so controlling because it really isn't now there are some people who are controlling but if your spouse is not requesting this of you and it's just something you guys are doing just out of trust and respect, then make sure you do this because these small trustworthy things that you're doing is going to help your spouse learn to trust again. It's going to encourage them to trust and encourage them to take calculated risks with trusting you. And isn't that what you want? You want them to trust you. You want them to learn how to trust you and to get past these trust issues. So be trustworthy. Another thing you can do is be patient. Now, you can't just tell them all the time, well, you know you can trust me. I don't know what the problem is. Yes, they know that, but they're unable to do it at this time. So just be patient. Setbacks are going to happen, and they'll hurt him and her as much as they'll hurt you because if you think you're guys moving forward with trust and then the setback happens, then it's going to be painful. But just keep going at it. Just keep working on it. Take it slow and build something solid. Sometimes things that are built that are worth having are things you have to be patient with, things that are going to be slow. But once you get to that point where they can trust you, it's going to be worth it. Provide love and positive reassurance, kindness and caring. Love and support is always things that are going to be demonstrated, and you can't just talk about them. You're going to have to do it. 
Now, if your spouse does have this trust issue, like I said, they've been mistreated in the past. So, and it may not have been once, it could have been multiple times. So just sincere love and support is going to be hard for them to accept at first because they're gonna, they're gonna wonder, why are you doing this? They're gonna be suspicious at first. But the harder you, the more you keep doing it, the more their walls of distrust will come down and they will be able to trust you. So just keep doing it. Now with all of that being said, let me just tell you one thing, okay? Do not tolerate abuse. Now there are trust issues and then there's straight up abuse. It's one thing for your partner to be worried that you'll leave and break his or her heart. It's quite another thing for them to be monitoring your phone calls, tell you who you can and can't hang out with constantly, and always accuse you of cheating. Now, if your spouse trust issues lead to him or her trying to have power and control over you, you have a much larger issue on your hand, and it's one that's best resolved by leaving. So you should never put your own overall happiness and safety at risk as you help someone else through a difficult period of their lives. No matter how much you love them, your goal is to get to a place of equal, you heard what I said, equal footing, and not set yourself up as an emotional babysitter for a doormat, okay? So it's just important to remember this because I don't want you to think, oh, well, you know, he hit me, but he has trust issues. No, 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 no. Any type of abuse is not tolerated. So in those situations, you have to go. Trust issues, they manifest themselves in certain ways. And sometimes if it gets to a point of being extreme or controlling and you are being like caged in or feel trapped, then you have to go. You cannot stay in this type of relationship, okay? Just wanted to throw that out there because I don't want anybody who's in an abusive situation to hear this and think, oh, I need to be more patient. No, you need to go, okay? So just wanted to throw that out there so we could clear the air. Now it's important to remember that people who have trust issues have them because they have been through a traumatic experience and that this is one of the defense mechanisms that they have. Now your spouse or partner is just going through a hard time trusting because they have not been able to work through these traumatic experiences on their own. And it's, let me just throw this in here. Sometimes we always think that, you know, if you get married the second or third time, things will get better. That's not always the case because sometimes the common denominator in those problems in those relationships is you. So if you have not worked through your trust issues, but you divorce your first husband because you're just like, well, you know, I can't trust him. He's not good for me, whatever. And you marry the second husband and you divorce him because you can't trust him. He's not good for you. And you go to the third husband and you're still having the same problem. Then let me just go out on a limb and say, maybe the problem is not the guys that you're picking. Maybe the problem is you. And guys, the same for you. If you're constantly with a lady and you feel like you can't trust her, or you're having trust issues, this, that, and the other, then maybe the problem is not her. Maybe it's you. And I say this especially if this is the third relationship you've had and you have, like, the same woman with a different face. You know what I'm saying? So if you keep going for the same type of person and you keep dealing with the same type of issue, then maybe the problem is you. And I'm not saying that this person does not have that problem. They probably do. But you also have a trust issue or something that is propelling you and that is making you be attractive to people with the same type of issue. So you will probably need to work on yourself first before you move on in any type of relationship. Because the goal of relationships is to be happy, to be in love, to find a person that you want to be with. And it can happen, but you have to work on yourself and you have to know yourself so that you'll know what you need to work on. 
Now, while working on yourself and while working on either your own trust issue or helping your partner deal with their own trust issues, it's important for you to get the help of of a professional counselor to help you. Because when you're working on trust issues, you can't do it alone. You need a counselor. If you are with a spouse who is dealing with trust issues and you're trying to help them through it, you need the support of a counselor so that you won't be drained emotionally. And your partner also needs to talk to a counselor by themselves. You need to have one talking to them by yourself so that you guys can get through this together. Hey, I never told you that relationship was going to be easy. I never said marriage is easy. Guys, it is hard. It is difficult because it's not like you are just dealing with your own issues. You're dealing with the issues of your spouse. And so with that being said, it's important to have like a sounding board, like somebody you can talk to, somebody who's going to listen to you and help you navigate through these situations. And that person is a counselor. I would not recommend running around telling your friends all your problems in your marriage or about your trust issue. I wouldn't recommend even running to your pastor and talking about it. I would recommend seeing a professional counselor, someone who can help you navigate through it. Because your friends, they love you. They don't understand the dynamics of your marriage. They're going to tell you what they see from their point of view, but they're not going to take it all into consideration because they're not able to do that. Why can't they do that? Well, they're not counselors, okay? That is just that easy. So it's like, if I broke my foot, I'm not going to run to my friend and be like, oh, I broke my foot, what should I do? Like, how would they know what I should do with my foot being broken? (laughs) You know, I should probably go to a doctor. So if you guys are experiencing trust issues in your marriage, whether you're the person who has the trust issue or if your spouse has the trust issue, my suggestion for you, as you go implement what I'm telling you about with these steps, see a counselor to help you guys navigate through these situations. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. There are going to be setbacks. But when you work on it and you both work toward this goal of dealing with the trust issues in your marriage, you are going to come out on top. You're going to be happy you did it. And your marriage will thank you for it and your spouse will thank you for it. Just remember, you're not alone and that there is help for both you and your spouse to make your marriage the marriage that you want it to be. Too afraid to let you go
Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank BetterHelp for their continued support of the Music and Therapy podcast. BetterHelp is a counseling online service, and they are there to help you. Their goal is to help people become the best version of themselves that they can be, which is in line with what we want to do here at Music and Therapy. So I'm extremely happy to work with them. Now, BetterHelp is not a do-it-yourself kind of thing. It's not one of those things that you do for self-help. BetterHelp is actually licensed counselors and trained professionals who are there to help you navigate through the most difficult times in your life. BetterHelp has licensed professional therapists and counselors who are knowledgeable and certified in their area of study. For example, here are some of the things I love about BetterHelp. It's not a traditional wait in the office kind of thing. You can meet with them online. So because it's online, people can meet with them in the United States, people can meet with them in Europe and in Africa. They can help anyone anywhere in the world. Why? Because they are online. They are flexible. You can talk to a counselor within 24 to 48 hours of signing up for services. They will match you with someone who will be able to help you. You can talk to a professional who has a specific expertise that may not be in your area. Why? Because they are online. Another thing that I love about BetterHelp is that they actually help people who don't have the money or resources to get counseling. And that's the thing that I love. So there's like, they're not holding counseling back from you because you may not be able to afford it, especially if you have lost your job because of the pandemic or have financial issues. They have scholarships available. They even have financial aid available so that you can get the help that you need if you are desperately in need for help. BetterHelp is available and BetterHelp is willing to help and serve you. So if you would like to get more information about BetterHelp or sign up for services, what you can do is click the link in the show notes and in the link, that's the link to BetterHelp. And we also have a promo code. And the great thing about the promo code is that if you put in music and vibes, that's our promo code, they will give you 10% off of your first month of service. So if you are in need of better help, H-E-L-P, go check it out. Click the link in the show notes, put in the promo code, and you will be on your way to begin the process of healing. I would also like to thank you guys so much for listening to me. I enjoy our time. I can't tell you enough how much I enjoy hanging out with you, spending time with you. So thank you guys so much for listening. It's appreciated, and I just love you guys. Thank you so much. Now, on that note, I want to invite you to join our Facebook group. It's not the same without you. I miss you. I want you in the group. So go ahead and join our Facebook group, and it's easy to do. There's a link in the show notes. Click on the link and join and I made it easy so that anybody can join you don't have to wait for approval you don't have to wait for anything just click the link put join and you are in so I hope I see you in the Facebook group soon because that would just be amazing join our Facebook group I also want to encourage you to follow the podcast on Spotify or Apple Music or iTunes wherever you're listening go ahead and follow the podcast also leave me a comment I would love to hear your thoughts on the show And then I also want to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend. There are people out there who need to hear some of what we're talking about. And because you are able to listen to it, and if you know someone who needs to hear what we're talking about, go ahead, share the podcast with a friend. Sharing is caring. By sharing, you are sharing the podcast. You're helping to grow our community. And you're also caring enough about your friends and your neighbors to share and let them know, hey, these are just some things that you can try out if you are dealing with these issues. 
Now, if you guys want to contact me, it's easy to do. I have all of that information in the show notes. It says join me on social media. So yeah, click on any one of those links. You can send me a message. You can DM me. Whatever you want to do, you can go ahead and do that. And I promise you, if you send me a message, I will respond to you. I think that's all I have to tell you. If you guys think anything else, send me a message. Let me know. Any questions you want answered, go ahead and let me do that. So have an amazing week. Enjoy your time with family and friends. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Cheated on